Hello and welcome to Packers POV, a podcast that aims to shine a light on the human behind the helmet. I'm your host, Taylor Rogers, and we are here at historic Lambeau Field. This is an incredibly special guest, a former Mr. Football in the state of Tennessee, Little League World Series champion, and an honor roll student who became a first-team All-American at the University of Kentucky, this after switching from quarterback to wide receiver. A second-round pick in the 2011 NFL Draft, Pro Bowl wideout Randall Cobb. How's it going, Randall? Man, I'm going to have to take you everywhere with me now. (laughs) That sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, for sure. I love I love that, man. Thanks for uh, the introduction. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm just uh, excited to be back. Absolutely. So happy to have you and really glad you're back. I think if we go back a little bit towards your days at Tennessee coming up, you played pretty much every position. I did. I did. When I first started playing football, I I was a running back. Uh, I was a running back all the way until my eighth grade year. Uh, Our quarterback got hurt right before the season started. They decided to move me to quarterback. And then when I got to high school, um, my first couple of years, I didn't play as much. I had a guy that was two years ahead of me uh, that was the starting quarterback for all four years that he he was there. And um, I kind of played a little bit of corner, a little bit of safety uh, receiver. And then, you know, whenever our team would be up big, I'd get to come in at quarterback late in the games. And by my junior year, uh, I became a starter and uh, started at quarterback for two years. And even then played a little bit of safety in, in passing situations. You know, we, we we had a really, really good team when I was in high school. We, we won four state championships and I went 55 and five in my four years. And we always had a lot of talented players around me. So uh, I think that being able to play at a, at a high school that I played at was basically laying the foundation for me moving forward. And we're talking about Alcoa High School, just south of Knoxville in Tennessee. You earn all state honors as a junior and senior and then props to Coach Sanders at University of Kentucky, who ultimately told you, hey, you got a chance here to play a decade plus in the NFL, and here you are in year 11. He is, he is. He, he, I credit a lot of who I've become um, as a football player to being with him when I was at Kentucky as a quarterback, sitting in meeting rooms, him teaching me the game from a quarterback perspective. I think that has been the biggest blessing for my career because I can see through the eyes of a quarterback. I understand progressions. I understand zone coverages and, and where the holes are and how as a receiver I can fit into those, those zones and those situations. Uh, depending on the play. Uh, he, he was he laid that foundation for me uh, of football knowledge, take it football one on one, because when it comes to coverages and it comes to protections and hot routes, all those little necessities of the game when you get to the college level and then obviously when you get to the pro level, that's the biggest difference. It's all in the detail of football. Well, the quarterback background is huge. You played in 36 games and had 37 touchdowns. I thought that was a wild stat. And you set the SEC single season record for all-purpose yards. I think that's a pretty good moment for you to say, okay, I think I've earned the chance to go pro. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was it was a really, really difficult decision for me. Going to college, I didn't really know what to expect. It was always a dream to play in the NFL, but I didn't I really didn't know. And when I got to college and playing in the SEC and, and playing against uh, NFL talent week in and week out, I think allowed me to build confidence through my three years there. And by the end of my junior year, knowing that 
Kentucky's football is in a better place now uh, than it was when I was there. You know, we we probably averaged going seven and five, you know, my three years there. It really didn't feel like I would be playing for the opportunity at SEC championship. We had a lot of guys that were leaving. So I, I had to make a business decision that was that was best for my future. And fortunately enough for me, it, it all worked out and I was able to uh, be drafted here to Green Bay. Well, it was a decision that was certainly in the interest of your family and your family-to-be, because that trip to New York City was the first trip for your family to go to the Big Apple. But something happened that week leading up to the draft. You got a chance to meet someone in New York who would become your wife, Ida. I did. I did. I met my wife that same weekend, that same trip to New York. We were at the same place at a, at a party and um, we just got to talking and became friends. And uh, obviously I got drafted to Green Bay uh, and she was starting law school in New Hampshire. And that was the start of our friendship and uh, us growing into a relationship. But the same place that we met is where I took her for our engagement. We got engaged in the same spot where we met. And then uh, we ended up getting married at a hotel about two blocks away from where we met. So uh, that that's always been a special place for us. And yeah, we, we got married in 2017. And, you know, she she's given up a lot to travel and be around me for, you know, th- these past few years, obviously going from here to Green Bay to Dallas to Houston. And now we're back in Green Bay and she's had to sacrifice some work. Um, that's who she is. She she loves what she does. Uh, she she likes to have that balance in life. And she's an incredible mother. I mean, just to watch her with our kids and the way that she operates and the way that she gives them love. Uh, it's unbelievable. I'm I'm always admiring the the person that she is and how she loves to help people and her friends and you know obviously the love she shows me and our kids. And you're talking about your two young boys. What do you guys like to do together? Yeah, Caspian and Cade. It's, we we spend a lot of family time. Obviously, Cade will be turning two uh, next week, actually, and Caspian turned three this past August. And we we just love being together. We call ourselves the Cobb Mob. Uh, the, the four of us. We you know we we do everything together. We have these little magnetic tiles where we build towers and airplanes and all kind of things. And they love to read. That's one thing that we do every single night. I give them a bath and uh, we'll, we'll go and all read together uh, before they go down for bedtime. And you name the book, we've probably read it. They love to read books. They love to uh, hear stories. So that's that's a new thing that we've gotten into is I try to make up stories <laughs> to tell them, which uh, I've learned is pretty difficult on the spot. So uh, it, it's a lot of fun, though. We enjoy the time. Hey, man, not for you. You're a trendsetter. And I know education is a big focus for you. You were the first person in your immediate family to graduate from college, going back to get your degree from Kentucky in 2016. I was. Yeah, that that was a huge piece for me. And that was one of the reasons that I had a hard time when I was deciding if I was going to leave college early and, and enter the draft. You know, but after a lot of thinking, I would realize like, oh, well, I might have a little bit of money to go back and pay for school if I need to. So, yeah, that was that was always a goal of mine to to graduate college and to create a trend for my family. And I started something because now my my little sister, she just graduated college uh, th- this past year. And I have two nephews that are in college right now that, that are on track to graduate. So I hope that, you know, I set the bar for all the ones that come after me to, you know, help create change and, and create, you know, an educational foundation for uh, the, the future generation of my family. 
That's so awesome to hear. And it sounds like you're continuing to raise the bar because you've talked about going back to grad school. Yeah, yeah, that that is a goal of mine. Um, I thought about doing it while I've been playing, but I just I'm I'm always a plan A type person. Uh, I feel like when you get talk, start talking about plan B, it kind of distracts you from plan A. So until I retire, you know, my focus is going to be on the game and and bettering my myself so I can uh, better the team. And uh, once my career is over, I, I plan to go back to school. I want to get my MBA, but I would love to be around the game in some capacity. You know, and, and we'll see. You know, we'll see. I, I'm not quite sure which direct path I'll take. And fortunately enough, a lot of connections have been made over my 11 years in the league. And, and hopefully I'll be able to help use those. And uh, along with having the, a resume to, to back me up, uh, obviously having the NBA, uh, I, I think will speak volume for that. And we'll see. We'll see where, where the future takes us. Well, you mentioned the game. You've got a big one this Saturday. It's going to be your first playoff game at Lambeau Field since five years ago. You remember that one, don't you? Yeah, that was a fun one. That was definitely a fun one. You had three scores, including a 42-yard Hail Mary to close out the half. Temps might be similar Saturday. Yeah, you know, we're, we're ready and we're prepared. Um, we're excited, and, and especially myself. I've been watching the playoffs from the couch the past four years. My, my year in Houston and Dallas and then 17 and 18 here in Green Bay. Uh, so it, it's been a long time since I've seen the playoffs and I'm just excited. You know, that was one of the reasons I worked my butt off to, to get back from my surgery that I had in early December. You know, I, there, there's no way that I was going to miss this opportunity. Uh, you know, we have an incredible team and uh, I know I'm a, a small piece, but I'm a piece and, and hopefully I can help contribute on, on Saturday and, and find a way to keep this train moving. And, you know, we, we have one direction and one one goal, but we got to take it one game at a time and focus on these these four quarters that we have that's guaranteed to us and find a way to come out with a win. You mentioned that surgery and you're back much sooner than expected. How'd you get back so quickly? Uh, well, well, first it was the surgery that I had. Um, I went to Dr. Myers in Philly, who's the top surgeon for uh, the injury that I have. And, you know, he's, he's had all kind of professional athletes that he's, he's done the surgery too. And uh, a buddy of mine, Zach Ertz, I was talking to him, asking him about it because he had the surgery and he told me he came back and he played in, in three weeks. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, he, he set the bar for me. That's, that's what I'm looking to do. And that's just how I attacked my, my rehab program with that. Our, our training staff did a great job. Um, there was a yoga instructor, uh, Biz, in uh, in Philly that is partnered with the, um, the institution where I had the surgery done. And uh, I did yoga with her every day for three weeks. And I really made strides with that. And I think that was a huge part of how I was able to come back so fast. And I think the biggest thing was just the attention to detail and not looking too far ahead, staying focused on the day and, and doing the little things right every single day. The attitude that I have going into every day, the focus that I put into the detail that I have, that's the difference for me. You know, there's a lot of things that we can't control outside of us. And I think that we're all realizing that now after being in a pandemic for two years and and, and seeing, you know, some of the things that's happened, we can't control what all happens around us, uh, but but we can control our peace. And, and I just try to do my part in being the best version of myself and, and putting the best product out for uh, everyone around me. Well, you mentioned the best version of yourself. You've said that the most important thing you can be is to be yourself. What does that new iteration of Randall Cobb 
the dad, the man, the husband look like? That is, I think, being able to create boundaries for myself and for my energy and for my time and being intentional in where I spend my time. Whenever you have kids, I feel like it, it changes your mindset a little bit. Whenever I saw the birth of my first son, I feel like from that moment I was changed. And, you know, whenever I come home, regardless of how my day went or what happened, I have two little boys that's looking up to me and, and, and they're watching everything I do. I try to be as intentional about the words that I use. I try to be intentional about the emotions that I show, showing them love and, and giving them the support they need and giving them the guidance. And whenever I step into the building, I try to lock in and focus on what my job is here at Lambeau, uh, whether it be, you know, being on time to my workouts or being vocal in my meetings and, and conversational and making sure that everybody's on the same page and we understand what we're trying to accomplish on any given play. I'm making sure that that's known throughout the rest of the receiver room. Uh, so when I get on the field at practice and being intentional about getting better and get, being intentional about uh, seeing things like it's a game and, and, and playing the practice play like a game. For your two sons, and youngsters in Alcoa, Tennessee that may be following your journey, what words do you have for them? I would say to learn who you are. I would say to not let anyone tell you who you are or who you're going to be, because there's a lot of people that will doubt you. There's a lot of people that won't believe in you. And a lot of people just can't see what it is that you want to do with your life. And really, you can do whatever you want in this world. I, I truly believe that. I, I truly believe that if you want to become a doctor, there's a path for you. If you want to become a fireman, there's a path for you. If you want to be a musician or some kind of artist, there's a path for you. There, there takes a little bit of talent, like no matter how much I would love to be a singer, I just don't have the vocal skills, I should say, and the, and the talent to sing. But th there is a path for you to get into that world and finding people that will help guide you and push you in those directions is the key. And, you know, I, I hope that I'm able to help with whoever is you know, whoever's looking for a mentor or someone to help guide them, I hope that I can be that to my kids or to the kids back in Alcoa or my family back in Tennessee, uh, being able to help provide them and, and show them the route. And for your dad, who was a guiding light for you, what do you want to say to him now that you're here on the precipice of this new playoff game? Uh, three games, three games. That's it. Um, my dad, my dad, uh, sacrificed a lot. Both my parents, my mom and my dad for me to be in this position and for me to have this opportunity. Um, it would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to me to be able to tell them that we did it, that everything that they sacrificed was worth it. And I know this is just a game. I know that football is just a game, but it's been more to a game for me, more than a game for me. It's provided me with a lot in my life. It's helped me provide a lot for my family. It's changed the trajectory of generations to come, all because of a football. And to win a championship is the pinnacle of that journey. And to be able to tell my dad, to tell my mom that, y'all, we did it. The sacrifices that you all made for me and my family 
to allow me um, to go to college and to get a scholarship and to get drafted, it was all worth it. Um, We did it. Well, I can say that you've given the fans and this game so much, Randall. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you for having me. To learn more about what Randall and his family are doing off the field, check out the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Green Bay at bgcgb.org, as well as sharpliteracy.org. Thank you for listening to Packers POV, and see you next time.